You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 27 of the Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. Stephen, it's now been almost a week since the non-release of the Mueller report. <laughs> you just get, you're just jumping right into that, are you? I'm just jumping in because I'm, you know, I'm not freaking out or anything, but I feel like the country has taken a very dangerous turn since last Sunday. Well, I, I, the, how could you think otherwise? I mean, the guy, I think Barr did what he was hired to do. Exactly. Which was essentially take this thing and kind of, and, and he clearly signaled that when, and before he was the attorney general, that he thought that this was an illegitimate thing. So he basically summarized it and said, Well, so you know, he summarized the report. He summarized the, yeah. what is it, the 300-page report into four pages and they took. I know a that people are making a big deal about that, but I, I, that's to me that I don't, I don't see that as a big deal. The guy's got a big staff. He's the attorney general. They could read okay, the great. pages. In a okay, weekend. great. But no, what I'm saying, is, I'm not saying that they couldn't read it. I'm saying that no, they but people saying, "Oh, it. how could you distill 300 pages into four? Well, uh, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, you lose I, a lot of nuance and detail. I think that there's no detail in this. Um, right. But more worryingly to me is the fact that. Nobody else has seen this report, and we're supposed to take it, take him at his word that this is what it says. Now, what really bothers me, though, is a couple things. There are a couple things that really bother me. One, the media fell for this hook, line, and sinker. Fell for which? Which fell part? For I mean, his, I think they his, fell for his, the... his conclusion. They're basically what? saying, this is what the report says because this is what right. Barr told us it says. Without any right. independent verification, without... Well, it's like they swung from one end of the pendulum to another because, you know, previously, but, you know... Uh, but his reports... No, the, the Times, the, the, you know, MSNBC, CNN, the New Yorker, everybody, you know, just assumed that there was going to be this massive evidence of collusion and so on and so forth. And now right. that Barr did what he was hired to do, they've swung in the other direction saying, okay, basically there was nothing There's there. nothing. And they've been... But again... And they've basically... And they've been, in ways, intimidated by the the White House is saying absolutely no collusion and trying shaming them. Uh, so, but but we haven't. Yeah. Nobody's seen the report. Nobody has right. seen it. So the other thing that really bothers me mm-hmm. is where's Robert Mueller in all this? So if if I'm correct that yeah. there's more to it than meets the eye. Why isn't he saying anything? Why is well, maybe, he saying well, that's not so exactly what I said? Because <laughs> maybe it is. That's the thing. We haven't well, seen it. So we don't really know. Well, we don't really know. Mueller, it's Mueller, dis- it's he's been quiet. Because it's possible that what he said was, maybe the detail is, the president did all of these things, but we don't have enough evidence to indict or right, whatnot. Right, right, beyond yeah. a reasonable so that's doubt. Pr- There's no, yeah. Beyond a reasonable doubt. And so if you read – George Conway had a piece in the Washington Post last week where he said collusion was always going to be a very, very hard thing to make. Right, um, right. It was a very, very high, high standard on that one. And so I think – I mean we discussed this before. Yeah, we are entering into this 
dangerous period. But the Mueller report and the expectations for it were like a sky hook. The, the way to defeat right. Donald Trump is at the ballot box. It's right. for okay, that's Democrats true. to nominate yeah, a presidential candidate and then to take the Senate. I mean, the Republicans are vulnerable in the Senate in 2020. I think a lot of the, you know, rending of clothing over the Mueller report isn't going to do anybody any good. Although I agree, I think it needs to be released in full. I read yesterday that Barr says it's going to be released by the end of April, but heavily redacted. I don't know. I, I just, but I do think that the yeah. response of the Republicans is, and the response of the president certainly is, is dangerous because now it's open season on the press. Um, it's open and, season and, on anybody who would continue, yeah. who would continue to say that there was malfeasance and there is malfeasance on the part of the, on the part of the administration and the Trump family. I agree. Um, but I think that there are, the, the best way to go after them is, you know, on healthcare, on the economy, on all kinds of things. Sure, that- it's always been it's always been about the issues. It's always been, you know, beating it, like you said earlier, beating them at the ballot box, running on the issues. That's all well and good. And and we talked about this last week that there were too many people who had pinned too many hopes on this report and on getting rid right. of him somehow before the next election. And maybe every one of us ha- harbored a little bit of that inside and maybe some of us right. had more had more than others but there was always this hope that there was you know what was going to come out was going to be so damaging and so damning right. that he wouldn't be able to continue to be president and so for right. a lot of people there's heartbreak now but right. at the same time we still don't know we no, still don't know true. we're in so, this mid this mid middle kind but, of but now, gray area but now yeah but now Trump and his supporters have been taking this as, you know, I've been totally exonerated and everybody right, who's right. Been, come after me before should go to, is treasonous and should go to jail or worse. Right. Like that's dangerous right. stuff. That's dangerous right. stuff. It's, and you know, I the think chance of locker, of locker up. Yeah. Right. Right after the release of the report. And then the email that I got yesterday that I sent to you from this rabbi in California, that was off the wall. Well, why don't you say, why don't you, you know, tell people what it was? Well, I, I will. I was, that was my lead in. Um, so I got an email I, from a rabbi in California uh, at my work account, which means he must have pulled email addresses from everybody he could find in like kind of the public policy world in Washington, the hundreds, thousands of people. And it was, it was an open letter to Adam Schiff. This is a rabbi in Schiff's district, I believe. This kind of condescending, threatening message about, you know, spreading gossip and that if he must investigate the president, he has to investigate the president, but he should hold his tongue from spreading gossip and so on. It was really right. kind of crazily bizarre off the wall condescending threatening yeah. of Adam Schiff and it 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 certainly has something to it's certainly connected to these calls for Schiff to resign which I thought I thought it, the calls for Schiff to resign was to resign his chairmanship of the Intel committee but but what you're telling me is to, to resign from Congress well some people are saying that including the president but so right. so you forwarded me that that letter that open letter right. that that rabbi from California sent to Schiff and my first thought was 
other than what you have already said about just the high-handedness of this of this letter and the condescending tone in it, I'm thinking, wow, there's a rabbi in California who's the only person outside of the DOJ to read the report. Because how the right. hell does he knows, this guy he know, knows what's, what, he knows says what's in the, what it right. says in the report? Like, like, all of a sudden, Adam Schiff is now, like, public enemy number one because he's right. been running this camp, not a campaign, but he has been leading the charge trying to find out what the hell went on before the election. So now, all of a sudden... Is this the way it works now? So if there's an investigation and the investigation turns out, which we don't know one way or the other, but let's say the investigation turns out that there was nothing found, so the people who were investigating or who were calling for an investigation are now somehow treasonous because right. they dare to say, like, we need some oversight and we need to get answers. So, okay, so if they, if Barr had by some miracle, right. Any- which is in a, a virtual impossibility, said, oh, Yes, there was collusion, and we do need to. Uh, the, the president does need to answer for this, which would never have happened. So, if that right, he was hired to say happened, the opposite, then it, right. But if that had happened, then all of the people who had been pressing for the investigation would have been. It would have been fine. They would have been justified in what they did. But so, my understanding. I want to make sure I understand this properly. If you say. We suspect somebody did something, and we're going to investigate, and the investigation turns up nothing. Okay, now, shame on you for daring to investigate this person. And now right. you're going to go to by jail, calling, or we're going to threaten you with jail or calling upon people to resign, it's basically smashing yet another norm, or actually another institution. I mean, congressional oversight. This is what the Congress is supposed to do. This is what the Constitution says is the right. Congress's purpose. One of its purposes is to engage in oversight of the executive. So now, now the way in which it's been framed and the calls for shift to resign, suggesting that any investigation, if it doesn't come up with you know uh, evidence of malfeasance, is treason, um, is going to have an impact going forward on... Congress. It's an effort basically to impair this Congress, but it will impair future Congresses going forward, especially when you have president executives or uh, you, you have uh, uh, one party dominating one branch versus the other. It is a terrible. And once again, Donald Trump is hollowing out or manipulating institutions that are going to have an impact on American politics well beyond his time in office. And I think that's really um that's something that I, I think has become lost in our kind of heated uh, and obsessive kind of day-to-day uh, focus and scrutiny on what's happening at that moment, what Sarah Huckabee Sanders is saying, what the Mueller report says or doesn't say. And that's why I think it's so incredibly important. It may very well be that Schiff has lost the argument that the White House and its allies have framed the terms of the debate in a way that regardless of whether there are congressional investigations or not, it's a loser issue. And that's why I just think that it is so incredibly important for Democrats to focus now on nominating the best person. And I have to be honest with you, last weekend, running through the candidates who are running right now, I I couldn't think of someone who is electable. 
to be honest with you. I I don't know. I I mean, it's early, but I mean, maybe this is just in my, this is just in my, my, my kind of profound depression about the yeah, current state of things, but I, I, I don't know. I, 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 think, I can't I see, I can't see early. any one of them who are running, who, who is, who is a formidable challenger to, I, I to think it's, I think it's too early. And I think no matter who the candidate is, and at the end of the day, everybody has to rally behind her or him and they will because there's no other choice. Well, and there's, then there's, there's no other of choice. Course, there's the importance of, of flipping the Senate, too, because as you have pointed yeah. out over and over again, Mitch McConnell has <sighs> done... He's the worst person well, in American I mean, politics. He's done, his, his goal in life has been to remake the federal bench. And the way he did that was blocking Obama's nominees and then basically outsourcing... Federal judicial nominees to um, what's that organization? Uh, the Federalist Society. Yeah, and those people sail right through. That's and only so part I, of his agenda, though. Well, that's but that really is a, that's. I think that's going to be the longest lasting. Yeah, uh, yeah. because that's you have look. Yeah. I mean, Brett Kavanaugh is fifty two years old, um, and it's not even it's not even just the Supreme Court. It's the entire federal bench. Yeah, is no, being no, populated true. by relatively young. Uh, very conservative judges, which, like I said, is going to have an impact on gun control. Uh, that's, all, that's all true. Women's health care, you know, everything. Immigration. Yeah, this, is, this is generational. This is this is a problem. Right, whereas for society a seems to be moving in one direction. It's the judiciary that is seen is going to be is going to really try to pull it back. Uh, in, in, Boy, that in, really makes that really makes me feel even better than I did when we started. This, <laughs> you know, but this is the thing. Today. This is why I think like a lot of people are so focused on the on the Mueller Miller Miller report, uh, and and I think it is important. I think those investigations should continue. But I think from the get go, as you pointed out, the president and his allies were able to shape the terms of debate, and I think it's just I think it's lost now. I mean, total exoneration, no collusion. You said the press fell for it, yeah. even though, even though, Why I mean, the, the times did, there were, you know, well, and I think in, in some sense, the press also went a little overboard on the, the we knew nothing about what Robert Mueller was doing. Nothing. Yeah. No, no, and this on, is, I think, on. is a valid criticism. We knew, we knew through indictments what was happening, but we didn't exactly. have the full picture. And I think the okay. appropriate thing, every night on the television, there were 12 people on who knew nothing about what was going on, who were declaring what was going to happen based on kind of piecemeal evidence and so on and so forth. And it's called connecting the dots, though. But, well, like, but how think, many people I need to people be indicted? Said it, I think people should have been more careful in their commentary about it. That's all. And then you wouldn't well, have handed listen, the president listen. the ability to, to frame the debate now. I, I Listen, do agree. With yeah. To be more careful, come on, we've been talking about this since the beginning of, of our time doing For podcasts. Years, yeah. The media has always been complicit in this. Yeah, the media has always been complicit in this because they're about driving ratings. So whatever they feel mm-hmm. like is going to drive help drive ratings is going to be what they're talking right. about. So they're right. going to put so people on who are who are on you know polar extremes because that's what is going to generate. Yeah, no, interest had, ratings, you, clicks, all that. But all right. that being said, all of these people who are indicted, as you mentioned, all of the dots, it doesn't take that much to put dots up there and say, like, if you connect dot A to 
to dot B to dot C, like it really looks like something. And I'm sorry, well, but it wrong? looks like something. Okay, but what was wrong with someone on television saying, look, we have this indictment, we have that indictment. And it looks like without having full information that if you connect the dots, this is what the outcome is. But we don't know for sure. Because, because nuance, of course we because have nuance to, no isn't going to drive right, ratings. Right, because it doesn't make any money. Because it doesn't drive ratings and it doesn't make any money for these, for these networks. But it has a really bad, a really, I think, negative impact going forward on the on on the credibility of the press. I think my I think actually think you know, I don't agree with everything that Matt Taibbi said. I think that Matt Taibbi and people like Glenn Greenwald, I think they they hate um the the mainstream media, they hate the 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 people on, who are on television. And it is kind of extraordinary that John Brennan became a darling of the of of MSNBC and the left. Uh, this is the guy's, you know, the former head of the CIA who had a kill list when he was, you know, President Obama's, you know, counterterrorism coordinator. Uh, it, it just, you know, James Clapper, who when he was the director of national intelligence, actually lied to Congress, um, but never faced any consequences for it. I think that they they don't hate Trump as much as they hate these people, which I think is I think is bizarro. But I do think that the press didn't. You're right. Nuance didn't sell, but I think it has. Uh, then, when Mueller's report is not the you know liberal left wing wet dream that everybody hoped it would be, it provides an opportunity for the president, as I said, to frame the terms of the debate and to and it and it it, it reinforces the message for his core support, which is metastasizing and crazier and crazier every day into believing fake news. That, that that really these that the New York Times is fake news. Yeah, and it just it's feeds CNN into, fake news. It feeds into it's just that. crazy. Yeah. I mean, there's Grand Rapids, Michigan. I'm out here in Colorado skiing, trying to ignore the news. But this Grand Rapids, Michigan rally was off the wall. Well, it's crazy. Even by Trump's the people who are who are going to these things are becoming more and more unhinged. And I think right. that, that part of the the unhingedness, unhingedness has to do with the fact that the things that he's delivering versus what he had promised, the gap is getting bigger and bigger. So instead of actually saying right. like, oh, he's not doing what he said, they're doubling down. It's not his fault. Right. It's so, the swamp is much is much bigger right. and dirtier than it, than he originally thought. The the plots against him are much stronger, right. and he is the only one fighting for us out there. And, and the battle course, is much tougher than we expected, but we're still with and our And this man. kind of social cultural war against the press, um, yeah, you know, and against over, his enemies, o- overshadows. Basically, I don't know whether it was the Post or the Times. I woke up this morning early because I'm still on East Coast time. And I was, they had an article about basically the president's agenda is a 1% agenda. I mean, gutting all of these social programs, trying to kill yeah. Obamacare through the courts. It always Kevin has McCarthy, been. Kevin McCarthy, the, the, House, the House minority leader, I mean, not a liberal, advised the president, do not try to kill Obamacare. And they are gutting. And so the people who are showing up at these rallies are the people who voted for him because he was going to, you know, he was going to save the programs that were helping them. He was going to remember he was going to save Medicare. He was going to do all these things to help these people in the lower middle class. And the, He's not and doing the anything class. for None them. None of those things. So the social cultural war against the press and the elites right, but it, takes on a greater, a greater thing. But you were telling me before, as long as he, we, before, you were telling me about it, actually how crazily unhinged this really was. And so tell, I mean, there were, 
there was a large contingent of these people from this cult at, at the Grand Rapids yeah, rally? Yeah, from, from QAnon. Like, and they were, somebody had posted something on Twitter, some video of people lining up before the rally. And there were like right. hundreds of these QAnon followers. It's a cult. It's, a, <laughs> it's an actual cult. And this is growing in strength and popularity as we speak. And it's this crazy, and these people, they believe these crazy conspiracy theories, like InfoWars conspiracy theories. I mean, is this... This is like beyond InfoWars. This this is like, I don't know where it came (laughs) from. I don't know where it came from. You know where it came from? I did read something once. It came from... Go ahead. It it came from, we're living in a very, uh, in, in a very... I don't want to say difficult time, but, you know, there's a lot of change going on. And during periods of lots of change, when people's lives are are different than what they had imagined it to be, when the opportunities are not there for them because they don't have the right skill set for the changing economy and the changing world, they're holding on to something. This is, right. you know, the same but thing. Who's, that lead, who's the leader of this QAnon thing? I don't know. Is there someone who's identifiable? I don't know. Didn't it come? It came from Twitter or something. It came. And there was a theory actually once that was that it was actually it was actually people on the left who were trying to goof these people on the right into believing this nutty stuff. I don't know, but the people believe it, and the more nutty it becomes, the more people believe it. So it's this weird cult, and of course, you know, the big messiah at the top of the cult is the president. (laughs) So it, and that it's way they're really not that different from the evangelicals, right? Well, because I, mean, I don't know if it's like I don't know if it's God driven as much as it's He's the one who's leading the charge against these invisible forces that right. are conspiring to keep you down and keep the country for themselves, and only He is fighting for us. It's such a weird, so detached and from of any he's such sense a, of reality. He's such a narcissist who craves this kind of worship. Oh my God! No, even 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 if he. Even if he thinks it's crazy, he would never knock it down because he wants these people to worship him. Why would he think it's crazy? He thinks like, oh, no, if they I, worship me, they must be right. right. That's like, my point. Yeah, That's he doesn't exactly think it's crazy. Now, are they now violent? Talking, I mean, is there, is there like a uh, well, violent undertone violent, to this thing? They're not violent yet, but wait until, you know, something happens like, let's say, a free and fair election in which he loses. <laughs> right. So then what? Then what? Really, we're only pushing off what would have happened in 2016 had he lo- had he been recognized as the loser. So had yeah. you know had he not oh quote unquote won the election, this would have happened. But now it's going to be four or eight years later. They're going to be more organized, more angry, and it's going to become more violent and more frightening for the country. Because he's going to set this up that there's no way he can legitimately lose. Well, so, so if he, he loses, was, it's illegitimate. I, right. No matter what. Right. That's exactly right. That's one of the things that's concerned me most is that people will see and people will regard any outcome of the election. Right. Other than a victory um, by Other than a victory for him as illegitimate. But we, we've talked about this before. Going back to the 1990s, yeah. there were whispers, in, even in Republican circles, that Bill Clinton's election wasn't uh, wasn't legitimate in 1992. Sure. Um, so this is the fringe. Those were then the fringe. The, the fringe is now becoming the mainstream. Right. Of course. So so heretofore, what had been impossible to imagine is becoming more and more likely. 
Well, I, it, I, what, it still boggles my mind. I mean, we, that people believe these things. I was reading yesterday about um, the lawsuit that the Sandy Hook parents have brought against uh-huh. uh, Alex Jones. Yeah. And one of the people that Alex Jones has, has egged on is this guy in Florida, of course, because it's Florida, who yeah. is even like off the deep end as far as out if, if from the, you know, like if there's Alex Jones, who's like crazy, crazy, this guy is crazier than, than Alex Jones. And he, he actually makes Alex shows Jones up, look like just look, a judge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he showed, the guy shows up in Connecticut and badgers the parents of yeah. these, these poor parents who lost their little children. Meanwhile, in this massacre, and he badgers him. He says he one of you know the guy who the, the father who just killed himself, yeah, Jeremy Richmond. Some, yeah, this guy, this guy from Florida, week, yeah. this Florida dude, insists that his daughter is still alive and living under an, another name with another family, and has been is, hounding that family. This is Holy insanity. Shit. This is insanity. Yeah, they're, and there are people so who are dangerous. followers of this who believe this stuff, right? Right, because so they dangerous. they're ready to believe anything. I, I, I cannot get my mind around this. I cannot get because my mind around this. again, the system has failed them so many times, and they cannot but this guy accept started. the reality. He's, he worked for the public schools. He worked for the public schools, and, and so he's mentally ill. He's a, so he's mentally ill. Yeah. What, what are you going to do? There are mentally ill people out there, and there are people who Ugh. follow them because their lives are so crappy right. that they're seeking an answer somewhere. It can't be their fault. There's a bigger conspiracy well, going so on to so, keep them down. Again, but again, it's like it's like how right wing violence, white supremacist terrorist violence has become a global movement because they've been connected through social yeah, media. Yeah, the internet. It's the yeah. same thing. You would have otherwise you'd have this crazy 69-year-old dude sitting in his house in Florida fulminating about about Exactly, and craziness. nobody would listen to him. And but then he in the gets connected to Alex like, Jones oh, and Alex Jones then connects guy. him to all these other people and you have this large movement who hound these terrible people yes. who live in grief every day. I, I it's I mean at one level, I can understand how it has happened. What I don't understand is how the synapses fire in these people's minds. I just, it's yeah. too, too again, unbelievably disturbing. Again. And the fact that these QAnon people are showing up in greater numbers at Trump rallies is. Because they're definite, comforted is, by the fact now that they know right. that there are other fucking crazy people out there who think like they do. So you're not alone in your basement. You know, imagining like what's going on out there, but there are thousands of other people in their basements and all of a sudden there's some strength in that, that you're not alone in your craziness, but there are other crazies just like you. And all all of a sudden it doesn't feel so crazy anymore because if I think that and thousands of other people think the same way, maybe we're not so crazy after all. Maybe we're not so crazy after all. These people are demanding that these families exhume the bodies of their children. I mean, these, fucking, you know, I, I just so can't, evil. I, I, this I'm, is so evil. And it's, 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 it's spreading. It's, it's, sick. it's, it's widespread. It's a, which and is we have, and, and we have the wrong dis- president for the moment. Well, this is I mean, who, the, he's actually the know, right president to, to stir the pot. Well, That's no, but exactly I'm saying from our doing. perspective, it's the wrong. Right. He's wrong. But this is, yeah. this is, these are symptoms of a sick society. Of a society exactly. in decline, in decay, and, and in denial. And I don't think it. 
and I don't think it's I don't think it's just about a rigged system. I just I don't I can't it can't just be about you know. Uh, the rig the pers- system. The rig system is the scapegoat for what's wrong with their lives. The fact that they were not right. educated well, properly. What, that's what I'm the saying. fact that, that, can't they, be, that they that can't, can't work be. in this economy. Everything goes back to well, the system is just rigged against us anyway. Right. Well, maybe right. the system is rigged against you because they've been starving public schools for decades. You haven't been trained but that, properly. But that's but they're supporting there are no jobs. the wrong party then. Exactly. But support. That's exactly. the thing that's so insane. Right. Exactly. Wow. So if you throw in a little bit of racism there to blame somebody else on, then you know you got a winning you got a winning recipe, and it's tried and true. Come on, this is from time immemorial. Dude, was, this is what you, you do. You've just talked me onto the ledge. Yeah, I mean, you you've talked me onto the ledge. I don't feel yeah. any better. Yeah, well, like I said to you earlier Talking in the week, this out like, with you is not... <laughs> no, earlier in the week, you're like, <laughs> I'm moving towards the edge. I'm like, I hate it when you go towards the edge because I get pulled with you. And it, I feel even worse than you do when you say you're going to the edge. I'm like, if you're going to the edge, then I'm already over it. <laughs> so stop it. <laughs> oh, my God. You're pulling right. me. I'm pulling I can't even ski now. today. I'm just going to sit and yeah. ponder. Okay. You know what? Oh ponder God. from ponder from the ski lift and then hit the slope <laughs> and just forget about right. everything else. All right. On that happy All happy right. note. On that happy note. This one's in the Later. books. We're out of here. Bye. <laughs>